Hello! And welcome to the Fancy Fancy Football Colleagues. I'm your host, Pet Polk, and your commissioner, and I'm again with the co-host, Nick Spears. Say hello, Nick. Ah! Okay, I can't do that another week. You're done? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I reserve the right to bring it back out whenever I need to, but I think for right now, it's probably pretty good. When does someone need to bring that out? That's the real question. I mean, you never seen me at karaoke, have you? I prob- I almost certainly have. Yeah, I guarantee you have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, on multiple occasions at multiple venues, I we have seen each other at karaoke. Yes. We, I, I want to do that again. I miss karaoke. One so of the we go things. all the way back. Should we take group trip, everyone in the league, we go back down to Champaign, go to Bentley's. One, does Bentley still exist? Two, do they still have uh, karaoke on Tuesdays and Thursdays? I believe somebody told me that bentley's does not exist anymore i don't know if the new place has karaoke uh, so you mean if i go into that place the bartender won't automatically give me a bud heavy just because i ordered it the one time that's what he thinks i order every other time i go there probably not probably not the same person if i had to guess yeah. probably not it was the only place i've ever had where it was like cheers where some guy like somehow knew me i'd walk in he was like hand me a bud heavy even though i didn't want one but that's what he thought I was drinking. So he just hand me that beer. And I was like, wow, this is so cool that I have like made friends sort of with this bartender that I don't want to correct him and say I want something different. Yeah. It, it, it felt good, right? It did. That's good. I mean, not, not the Bud Heavy. That felt like crap. The rest <laughs> of it felt good. 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 Yeah. All right, man. Well, again, another week is in the books. Week five. It was a pretty high scoring week for the winners and a high scoring week for some of the losers. And a low-scoring week for three of us, including me. So, mm. you know. This was like the opposite of last week. Last week was like overall a low-scoring affair. This week, a very high-scoring affair, all, all things considered. Yeah. All of the winners scored above 120. And uh, I don't... I bet that hasn't happened. Maybe it has. But uh, I'll ask Jen. That I have a stats corner prepared, um, but that is not it. But... I would be curious to see if there's ever been a week where all five winners were above 120. Because that happened this yeah. week. I mean, spoilers, I had the lowest winning score this week, and I had 120.4 points. Yeah, you did good work, and I mean, so did everyone yeah, who mean, won and Casey. Good enough for fifth place. Well, sixth place, actually, because Casey would have beat me. Yep. Yeah. That's a very high score for the sixth highest score in the week. Win's a win. Yep. All right, so let's do it. Let's uh, look at week five. Uh, I will start in the middle on my screen. That would be, again with a big victory, the Ignorant Sluts over Peristaltic Chain Reaction. New name for Alex. I don't know what that is a reference to. Obviously, it should be SNL. I'm, of course, familiar with Polymerase Chain Reaction, the more common acronym for pcr that lets you amplify small bits of dna i do not know what peristaltic chain reaction means yeah i have nothing on any of that so great well jen had another big week and with that she is at three and two one of several teams at three and two and has the second most points so she's in second place she's clawed her way up to second and uh predictably alex has plummeted or stayed down at 10, the real caboose, 0 and 5. Uh, final score 125.5 to 68.7. Uh, yeah, Jen did well, and Alex did not. 
Any thoughts? Uh, yet? To be fair, Alex is the current caboose. The real caboose once and forever will be Abby. Well, I'm excited to talk about week six matchups with that in mind. But on week five, uh, nothing too crazy here. Uh, Jen had a good score. The Patriots, again, did well. 15 points against Washington. Uh, she got 28 points out of Mari Cooper. Obviously not a lot happened to finish up at 68 points for Alex. Uh, so Melvin Gordon came back and he only scored 3.8 points. Uh, he had Will Fuller I mean, on his bench with 39.7. That hurts. I mean, the Browns just said I did not play football. So when they decided not play football, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to have a bad game. Yeah. Uh, but then Jen just kind of has just a – everyone just kind of has a solid game. Ori Cooper has a good game, obviously, for 226 yards. Very good game. But everyone else is kind of like, hey, nice. All right. Nice. Nice. Ignorant sluts. Nice. Nice. Now let's go. We just got banned in China. Yep, exactly. Uh, Russell Wilson's Football Planet, the number one team in the league right now, 131.9 over Vance down by the river, 112.3. Meg Collins over Abby. Uh, yeah, very big week again, 131.9. Way to go, Meg Collins. I don't remember. Do you like her team? Do you think it's good? I think it's pretty good so far. Yeah. I mean, she could be better, but so far so good. I mean, she did play Sean McCoy. He only got 0.3 points, so. And only 4.2 out of Julio Jones, which is not what you'd expect. Yeah, all right. But she survives the onslaught of Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, that was crazy. I've been on record from the beginning as being a huge fan of. You have not. You are skeptical of our man, number one running back, averaging 25.7 points per week in us, a non-PPR league. Holy cow, Christian McCaffrey scores a lot of points. Do you see that stat where he's got most more yards from scrimmage than Ezekiel Elliott and um, that running back for the Rams? Oh, uh, Gurley? Yeah, so Todd Gurley and Ezekiel Elliott do not equal one Christian McCaffrey. I did not see that stat, but that yeah, yeah he has a crazy amount of yards, uh, both obviously running and receiving. And DK Metcalf again, 10.4, doing well. Uh, yeah, a big one, 12.3, totally respectable with, as Abby mentioned in the chat, three goose eggs, Mike Evans, Greg Olson, and Cardinals defense all threw up zeros and she still Ugh. managed to score one, 12.3. I mean, that's pretty respectable. Yeah. That's, that's a real anomaly right there. Yeah. Obviously 40, almost 42 points out of one person will get you largely to the triple digit territory but still way to go abby not enough this time because uh meg collins is currently a juggernaut i'm Next. a juggernaut bitch uh, i'll do my crappy game i got destroyed the girly men 131.6 very similar to meg collins's score bill swirsky super fans 82 even that is not pretty sure gonna pretty sure you have to do this uh at least this matchup in the Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. I did not agree to this ludicrous bet, but I will say it was not close at any point. I got destroyed. Good job, Annalisa. Bad job, me. Nothing much to talk about. Sony Michelle, who I got in. The, I, I got Sony Michelle and Lamar Jackson in that trade. Lamar Jackson kind of sucked this week uh, for the first time this season. I should have started Josh Allen, it turns out. That's disappointing. Uh, but <laughs> Sony Michelle. 18.3 sentences you wouldn't think you have to say out loud yeah that sucks i should have started josh allen yeah 
At least I'm glad I started the Ravens defense over the Rams defense because that was an eight-point swing. Negative one for the Rams. On the other side of the ledger, uh, pretty consistent performances for Annalisa. Dak Prescott, 23. Adam Thielen, finally getting hot this season, 25. Uh, Tyler Boyd, 18.3. Yeah, good job. Squeaky wheel gets some grease. Adam Thielen complains a lot, gets apology from his quarterback, gets two touchdowns out of it. Yeah, uh, they they had not done a lot of passing yet, and uh, they really opened it up that time. Now we'll go with you. Another blowout victory. Uh, Meg's team dead by French. By the French. By the French. Uh, I have a lot of words to fit in this team name title, so I have to the, kind of it's the ellipsis that gets me. Oh, see, when I'm looking at it, it, just says by the French. But fair enough. Maybe if I full screen, I don't know. Anyway, nope. Still making it bigger doesn't count. Uh, over good enough and smart enough. One twenty point four to sixty two point seven. Uh, pretty you know, solid victory there. I'm thinking that when she was playing Baker Mayfield, she anticipated getting positive points. Yeah, I told Jen uh, it didn't go over well, but I said that uh, Jen would have been uh, that Megan would have been better off starting me a quarterback. Uh, and she's like, but you, you would definitely get sacked and you would probably throw interception. It's like, I meant like sitting here in our apartment cause I score zero points. Not if you put me physically into that game, obviously I would just die, uh, if I was playing that game. But anyway, Oh, oh yeah. Nick Bosa would have killed you. <laughs> yes. He would have. Yeah. You'd be dead right I now. I'd actually be dead. We would have two orphans and a widow in this house. Or, you know, no, no. Well, I, you shouldn't say that. I'd say at least para to quadriplegic. We could be doing this podcast, but this would be in the hospital. The acoustics would be really, like, uh, echoey. I'd but be speaking be through a computer. Podcast. Oh, yeah. It'd yeah, be text-to-speech. Yeah, anyway. This would take super long, and I'd still make you edit it because you ain't got shit to do. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, Baker Mayfield, negative two. Not gonna help. A 31-3 to loss to San Francisco. That sucked. Uh, on the other side, you did pretty well, obviously. Michael That's Thomas. That's how you draw it up, Pat. That's what how you say? draw it up. That's how you draw it up. Yeah. Well, it's That's still not 134. Give me time. 120.4 is very good, though. Uh, Michael Thomas, 30. Josh Jacobs, 26. Probably just barely squeaked into your lineup at Flex, and yet you're glad you did. Yeah, I mean, it came against my Bears, but other than that, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bears still should have won that game, but that's that's not really a fantasy discussion as much as uh, yeah, the Bears suck. But whatever. Yep, uh, you won. Way to go! You're you're doing a good job. You're three and two, tied with a whole bunch of other people. Meg Murphy down to one and four. Shame for her. But here's Which, the really she doesn't have a bad team. No. Uh, here's the big match of the week, obviously, based on the ones everyone's talking about. The one everybody's talking about. You can't uh beat the Mingo. Did you listen? Did you listen to me say uh can't uh beat the Mingo in the podcast last week? I don't, I don't listen. Over was that? It's Pat one forty nine point four to one thirty three point one, putting up one hundred and thirty three points and losing in a new record for highest scoring loss in the regular season, aka lamest loss. Casey Johnson. He has lost. By less than a point, scoring 121 point something, and he has lost uh, by a little bit more by scoring 133. Casey is three and two, and both of his losses were excruciating. So he is a hair's breadth away from being a perfect five and zero. Oh. Uh, I would also like to look. Look at his team, though. Look at his bench. 
Yeah, that he his bench uh, other than Kyler Murray, which is obviously a backup quarterback, he's like he Somehow adds up to one point three total for his one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six extra spots on his bench. That's not good. Like you said in the chat, probably should be uh, carrying three defenses, but you know everyone makes their choices. You do what you want to do. Yeah, that's too many defenses, but he chose back the right the, one, so that's good for back him. Back in the day, our team commissioner used to do. Uh, optimization lineups oh my god this would be pretty close that was so much work yeah i mean yeah he would just swap in kyler murray uh for patrick mahomes the obvious choice uh and that would have been his optimized uh lineup but uh yeah so 133 is a very good score casey way to go buddy and yet you still lost by 16 points because you can't beat the mingo setting a personal best as we just mocked last week, uh, he used to be the worst in the league in his best uh, individual game score. But then Deshaun Watson goes off. Uh, Allen Robinson in in the Bears' loss scored 21 points. Uh, yeah, he scored a lot and, of points. And he left points on his bench. Yeah, it was a uh, yep. big week. Just one, of those week. Week. just one of those weeks where you think, all right, Deshaun Watson, you wouldn't think he's going to have four touchdowns, but you thought he'd have a good game. But you think Patrick Mahomes is going to have – if one of those two players you think, oh, one's going to go for five TDs and one's going to go for one TD, you'd flip-flop those ones. And even if Pat Mahomes goes for, like, a normal Mahomes day, just like an, a pedestrian one where it's, you know, the 321 yards he gets but three touchdowns, Casey wins this game. But because he also has Aaron Jones that goes for four touchdowns, just Gary has a bonkers week despite the fact that, you know, He's got one player going for 1.4 points, another one going for 7.6. Like, bonkers week. Everyone is just going off for his team. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Casey. I really, I just feel like apologies are due to Casey for losing that game and losing to Jen, scoring 122. Uh, Rough time, but still, he's 3-2 in a slew of people tied for second, so he's still in good shape. But uh, yeah, so where where does this leave us in our wager on predicting the outcome of games? I feel like I did not do great this week. Uh, you did not do great. I did considerably better than you. All right, so we both picked Megsy and both picked Jen. Both got those correct. Uh, I picked Gary and you picked Casey. I came out on top of that one. You picked yourself because you should always bet on yourself. Mm-hmm. I picked Annalisa and Jason. won that one. And we both picked Meg Murphy over me and we both lost. Big time. So... In fact, the only game I lost this week was when I picked against myself. So you still don't have your 10 bonus points for going 5 for 5. Unlike me. Uh, I, d- I was not aware that was a thing, and I'm pretty sure that's not. Thank God we don't have anything things on tape. So I went 4 and 1. You went 2 and 3. So I took the win for the week. You took the loss. So in the head-to-head matchups, that brings me up to 3. You 2 still at 1, and we're still at 1 tie. If we're going total wins, total losses, I'm at 17 wins versus 8 losses. You're at 14 wins versus 11 losses. So, look, we're both over 500. So, if you're just, granted, we're not picking these on a line, which I guess maybe we could try doing that, but that seems a little complicated at this point. Especially since, you know, everyone changes their lineups as they go. It'd be hard to predict in advance. Yeah, I was looking for week six, and uh, a small fraction of the league has a complete lineup currently on Tuesday night. Yeah, I mean, why? Because why would you at this point? Yeah, and you probably need to pick up players in a lot of places. So yeah, yeah, change some things around, pick some people up, yeah, look, yeah, look yeah, for the yeah, late yeah. week injuries. Yeah, so it'd be yeah. next room. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. 
So, <clears throat> mm-hmm. so that'd be next to impossible. But we are both doing better than uh, 500, and actually considerably better than 500. Well, me much more considerably than you, but still. Congratulations. Better. Yep. Moving on, of course, to the TD Ameritrade Fantasy Trends Final Standings Projection Draft Day versus Current Projections. Uh, not a lot. Of, I don't know if it has updated. I guess it did because Meg Collins moved around a lot, uh, and she is not where she was before. So the current standings are Casey number one still. Uh, obviously two tough losses. Uh, as I said, close to undefeated, but actually three and two. Me back up to second. Uh, after two weeks in a row in the eighties, TD Meritrade has faith in me. <laughs> You. This just must love the projections for your team. Yeah. They uh, love the trades you made. You can't beat the Mingo 3. Oh, God, this is hard to look at. Meg's at team. Hey, you're, you're in fourth. Congratulations. Mine's confusing because it so, throws someone else's name in the league name yep. or team name every time. That is I get tough. confused myself. Yeah. Uh, at five spots. Five. Meg Collins. We've got Meg Collins, who is back at where she started, the only gray number on the chart, which, of the course... The current number one in the league. Yeah. This is... Back at five. Prob- certainly the most confusing uh, position in the chart, in my mind. Why is she in the dead middle when she is number one with the best record and the most points? Uh, but TD Ameritrade does not believe in Russell Wilson's Football Planet, and she is fifth, three spots behind me, who has scored like 160 in the past two weeks combined anyway. And then the six Vance down by the river, uh, has the caboose started at 10th and is all up to sixth and seventh place. We've got the ignorant sluts in eighth place. We've got the girly men who started up in third and plummeted to eighth and ninth. We've got good enough and smart enough started at fourth plummeted to ninth and deservedly. So hate to say it. Peristaltic chain reactions, Alex winless, in 10th place well look this is the first week that he has a team name that presumably has something to do with the league theme i'm not sure what it is but let's assume it does i don't know so you know this is the full week he it's not midweek change he's got the full week mojo the fantasy guys should bestow upon him some sort of favor he still needs to change his logo but you can kind of deal with that we'll see yeah so hopefully we go up he'll join the league he, he, uh, Dead cat bounce. He's maybe asleep at the wheel, and maybe this is what he needed to, to wake up. Speaking of waking up, do you hear that? That's right. It's the podcast. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast halftime. I'm still your host. Nick is still your co-host, but it's halftime now. So, Nick, we've got a couple of small segments planned this time. Uh, Number one, uh, because obviously everyone listening to this, and by everyone I mean, you know, like six or seven people, uh, listen to podcasts necessarily. And I wanted to know, Nick, Spear, buddy, do you have any podcasts that you listen to on the reg? Well, I listen to many podcasts on the reg. In fact, Meg would tell you that I am constantly having earbuds in my ear. Okay. So, what do if you, you listen want to? <laughs> Which ones? Would, well, okay. If you would like some recommendations, so I'm going to go off the beaten path because I could tell you about rewatchables. I could tell you about, you know, um, 
let's see here, the Fancy Fancy Football Podcast, How It's Getting Made, the Ron Burgundy Podcast. Those things are kind of, you know, more, let's say, mainstream. I feel like the fancy, fancy, fancy football folks would kind of know about those. Uh, things that I'm into that other people might be into. I'm also omitting the things that I'm into that no one else would be into. But things that I'm into that people might find interesting. Uh, first, Behind the Bastards. I have not heard of it. Behind the Bastards is this podcast from iHeartRadio. And uh, look, I don't really care for the brand as it would be, but Behind the Bastards is a good podcast. So what they do is, there's this guy, uh, hard to describe who he is, but he's just a, a young-ish, probably around our age, uh, journalist who does a deep dive into uh, really terrible people throughout history. And they run a range between, you know, like... Subjects like Hitler's youth, not like I mean like the Hitler youth, like like not the organization, Hitler, like Hitler's younger days and mm-hmm. his weird sexual exploits sure. to Steven Seagal and why he's a prick to um, the this guy who was a grift. There's a lot of grifters on this podcast talking about how this guy decided that he was going to sell drinking bleach to a bunch of people and it just kind of worked. They're big into grifts, like people who go around and just like farce people and out of their you know, money and wealth and how bad of people they are well it's funnier than it sounds as yeah i can see how it'd be funny and obviously it's i'm surprised to hear how self-explanatory the name is you know i didn't know anything about it but uh that sounds exactly like something that would be called behind the bastards yeah like if i had asked you before i started scrubbing like behind the bastards what's it about you would you'd probably get within like 75 percent of it yeah I will say, uh, this was not on my list, but if you're interested in uh, scams, uh, particularly medical scams, I recommend uh, Sawbones, a podcast about, like, essentially mostly, or at least when they first started, like, old-timey remedies that are bogus and, uh, like, old-time people claiming to be doctors and, and, you know, snake oil salesmen, but, like, oftentimes super ancient ones. Uh, but you might like that. So, so someone literally telling people to drink bleach. Yeah, exactly. I bet that was one of them. That's why yeah. I thought of it. Uh, they, you know, but they, they've been going on a long time. And so they've done more modern stuff. They have, they've done like anti-vaxxing, uh, you know, they've done other more modern things as well, but, uh, behind the bastards also done the anti-vaxxing thing. There you go. So yeah, yeah. I, there, I was correct. There might be a lot of crossover here. There is overlap and they're, they're funny. So that one is one medical doctor who is, uh, a woman and one, uh, comedian slash podcaster who is the husband who does not know much about medicine and they make a great pair and it's funny. That sounds like a sitcom couple. It pretty much is. Yeah. Hi, I'm a funny comedian, and here's my stern, well-knowing wife who knows everything, and I'm just goofy. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. You nailed it. Exactly. Sawbones. Check it out. You might like it. All right. Add it to the queue. Yeah, done and done. So, I also have a lot of podcasts that I am sure no one is interested in, so I will skip them. Uh, I listen to a lot of the Crooked Media ones, so if you want, you know, leftward-leaning political podcasts, I've got you covered. And I listen to a impressive and irresponsible amount of video game podcasts. Uh, and no one really wants to hear about those recommendations. So I will skip straight to, and I apologize to a few people who already know about this, but maybe not everyone. The illusionist, the illusionist, A L L U S I N O I S T. 
T. I thought you were just watching that movie on repeat. Yep, with just headphones, just no no visuals. Uh, yeah. So, because the... a magic movie, which what you really want to do is just listen to the words the yes. entire time, never see any visuals. Exactly. Who needs visuals for magic? I watch David Copperfield stuff all the time, but it's just in my pocket while the YouTube video plays. Yeah. Well, the allusionist. Oh, I just I just licked my pop filter while I said Al, really emphasizing the A, and that mm. wasn't a pleasant sensation. Anyway, <laughs> the allusionist uh, is a pretty short, which is uh, different from a lot of my podcasts, especially my video game podcasts. Uh, a short and sweet, usually uh, 15 to 30 minutes per episode, um, essentially like grammar and word history podcast, but obviously that sounds oh, insanely god. boring. Oh god. But the host is Helen Zaltzman, who is very smart and very funny, and it is always funny. Uh, it is super good. She has good guests on. She has interesting topics, and I super strongly recommend it. I apologize, especially to jen and abby who i've talked with about and gary if he's paying attention but probably not uh to you i apologize because you've already heard about this and in abby's case listened to this before i did but uh i recommend the illusionist very good that was my podcast recommendation i i say give it a shot first of all very little investment you can listen to two or three episodes see if it's uh your cup of tea and what's what's the harm uh, whatever man although i will say uh this is not a podcast but if you want to go look up something i guess that's kind of similar only it's similar because it deals with the language if you go look look up technique critique on youtube it's a wired series and they do a bunch of different ones so uh the most recent one was technique critique of a stunt driver going through different uh like movies and telling you about kind of how stunts they do but the ones that got me into it were was this guy who does uh, different accents and explains where these accents come from and how you do them and it's like he goes through a different actor doing a like he goes through like 20 of these in about a 15 minute clip and talking about well this accent's good this accent's bad he misses on this he should have done this this is how it's hard it's very good stuff but technique critique is good not a podcast but something you can watch cool Sounds good. See, we both have relevant things to add to each other's interests based on other things we've already heard about. See, this Except is... Except mine is, in, like, mine is interesting and relevant, and yours is just... Well, actually, the Sawbones was good. The other exactly. Thing is That's what was I was bad. referring to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that was my podcast recommendation, and now I'm going to introduce a new segment with a new theme... And it takes about 15 minutes of explanation, which I won't do. Here we go. Yeah. It's getting funky in here, right? Oh, uh, yeah. You know why it's getting funky? Uh, what? Because we're going to the No Snitch Corner. That's right. New segment. I'm calling it the No Snitch Corner. And I really need everyone's cooperation with this. This is called the No Snitch Corner because this is the section of the podcast where we very mildly tease people that we know do not listen to the podcast. And we do this until they actually listen to the podcast and mention it. And uh, it's called the No Snitch Corner because you are not allowed to mention this to the person who we're talking about. So, uh, pretty much it's always going to be the same people. And uh, I'll go first, and my person will be Alex Um. Alex, there is no evidence that you listen to this podcast. 
So I'm None. going to gently make fun of you. First, let me say, UCLA is terrible. I can't believe you went there. Can't believe you defend it. Can't believe you like its ugly colors. Has a stupid bear. Everything is bad about UCLA. You're okay, I guess. But uh, you're obviously a, a lame college student and a bad friend because you don't listen to this show. Nobody snitch. Your turn. Stop snitching. No snitches. Well, uh, my snitchette will be uh, Meg Murphy, who I know empirically does not listen to the podcast. Because if you'll remember way back when, Meg and I announced the impending birth of our child, who is now named Sloan. She's lovely, sort of, sometimes. Doesn't really like me, but she likes Meg, so that's cool. On the podcast, and then we just let that like roll out there. No one else said anything. Just let the podcast go out, and this, the people responded on the WhatsApp chain. And I realized, hmm, certain people do not listen to the podcast whatsoever. Yes. Meg Murphy is one of them. So, Meg Murphy, I'll tell you this. You're too skinny. <laughs> eat a damn, eat a cheeseburger. I swear to God, would it hurt you? Stop doing so much damn Pilates, eat a cheeseburger, and come hang out and be fun. There you go. Not fun. No cheeseburgers. Meg Murphy. That was the No Snitch Corner. And, in fact... That was Podcast Halftime. Thank you, and welcome. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to keep this uh, needless theme song train rolling, and we're going to go straight from Podcast Halftime and No Snitch Corner into the Stats Corner. That's right. Oh, God. <laughs> we're going into Jen's Stats Corner. Pat, damn it. Uh, and this would be Jen's Stats Corner brought to you by Pat, because Jen uh, literally did nothing to contribute to the Stats Corner this time, and this is all me. Uh, and uh, you know what? I'm going to give you some credit for this because this was inspired by you, my friend. That That's right. I took you up on your challenge, and I looked at win percentages for various scores uh, in league history. Specifically, oh, okay. Uh, now I'm this has something to do with me, so now I'm interested. Yeah. So uh, you, last week, uh, really railed on me for scoring 88 points, and you were much more comfortable with Annalisa, who scored 93 points. <laughs> And I said, I feel like I'm right. I still think I'm right. Well, and Frank, I, I'm going to tell you right now, no matter what stat you tell me, I still don't think I'm right. Sure. Thank you, Donald Trump. Uh, I said, <laughs> I believe that people who score 88 points win about a third of the time. And you said you wouldn't challenge me because I seem confident. So I looked at the stats all seven seasons of the people who scored between 85 and 89.9 points. So that five-point range, and people who scored 90.0 to 94.9 points, that five-point range. And I have some stats for you, sir. So first of all, I You lost me this math already, but keep going. I predicted that people who scored 88 points, so that is obviously going to represent the 85.0 to 89.9 range, uh, would win one-third of the time. Do you have a guess for what winning percentage people have in league history who scored between 85 and 89.9 points. Less, closer to 25. Incorrect, sir. 44.87%. You've got to be kidding. 
44 percent of the time if you score up to 89.9 90 points well specifically between 85 and 89.9 so people who score below 85 are not included in this Uh, well fine but still but yes so if you score around 88 points you win 45 percent of the time uh in league history that would be 35 wins 43 losses amongst all seasons 2013 to 2019 now sir so we've been using this parameter of like 100 points is a good score below that is you know less than average above that is more than average it sounds like really we need to dial that down to you know 95 or so yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's just the fact that it, those are still pretty close to the the average. You know, like I, it, there's it's it's probably a decent bell curve. I guess actually, it probably is a bell curve with a with some spikes on the right hand side because there's so many one twenties and one thirties. But uh, yeah, it, it, I think there's just a lot of s- scores that are probably between eighty five and one ten. And it just it's you're pretty close to average, even if you're getting in the the middle 80s. You know what? I'm having this realization that I totally did a lot of this math last year. Oh, did you? Yeah, because I remember if I'm not mistaken, I I figured out the standard deviation of league scores. Ah. Oh, but you know what? That was not week by week scores. That was uh, total season scores. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, this was so yeah, but not not the same. I but, looked yeah. at literally every game ever played in league history in regular season. So I, this is week by week. Now, sir, shifting to ninety to ninety four point nine. So between ninety and ninety five, essentially, uh, the next five points up. What do you think the winning percentage is? As a reminder, eighty five to eighty nine point nine was forty four point eight seven. So now five points added on top of that. What do you think the winning percentage is? See, I think that we're if this is a law of diminishing returns. A little how do we think about it? No, would it be diminishing returns because you're going up, it's you're not it's not you know what? I think actually it's probably gonna be pretty high, like sixty percent. Forty six point six seven. It is like <laughs> Oh, it's like less than two percent identical. higher. Yeah. It is like one point eight percent higher. Coming. Yeah, it is really close. The reason uh the total wins and losses, exactly the same number of wins. Thirty five wins. Uh, but only 40 losses, and in fact, uh, two two teams tied. There's, so there's one tie, but two teams got that score. Uh, so 35, 40, and 2 is the overall win-loss record for teams that score between 90 and 94.9. Uh, so hmm. there is almost no difference between my score of 88 and not only the score of 93 is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that's ex- Yeah, except for the five points. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's a difference in raw numbers, but as far as how likely you are to win, it is very similar. And in fact, here's the last little tidbit I want to add. Um, two complete seasons plus our uh, very young 2019 season. So two seasons and a third of a season. The 85 to 89.9 range has a higher win percentage than the 90, point, 90 to 94.9. In uh, 2014 and 2015, and so far in 2019, you have a better chance of winning if you score between 85 and 90 points than if you score between 90 and 95 points. All right, this is like the, how nine seeds in the NCAA tournament are statistically like 51% to 49% more likely to win over eight seeds in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Doesn't really make any sense, but for whatever reason, that's where we're at. Yeah, I and so I could do this for more point ranges, but of course it is kind of time-consuming, so I didn't. 
uh, based on you have a long you have a long train ride and you yeah. get paid by the hour. Uh, rough um, eyeballing it. I think the real jump is probably like at like one ten or something. That's when you really have a super good chance of winning. I uh, I feel like probably ninety five to one hundred would be just a little bit higher, and then one hundred to one hundred five would be significantly higher. Uh, 105 to 110 would be significantly higher, but then 110 you'd be like you'd have a really good chance of winning probably. Uh, so I still think like above 100 is a is a good score, but um below 90 is not necessarily a bad score. That's all. That's all I wanted to say. I wonder if there's just some built-in um points in there where there's like sort of an artificial floor whereby you know this a player inherently is going to get a certain amount of points or like it's pretty easy to get, say, 60 points. Pretty easy. Like, it, it takes almost, like, an anomaly to get below that. So I wonder if that's... And, of course, then you pick, like, only the good players. You're not picking just uh, replacement-level players most of the time. So I just wonder if that's kind of why it's higher than I would would have imagined. Yeah, probably. Uh, so and it doesn't... I'm sure you don't care this much, but obviously I have all the numbers in front of me. Let me tell you, 2017, though... You got killed if you scored between 85 and 89.9 points. That year, that range was 1 and 9. That was by far the worst year for scoring between 85 and 89 points. Um, yep. But uh, all the other years, they did totally respectably uh, close close to 500, as, as yeah. it sounds. So, yeah. I, I would say there's yeah very few games below 60 uh, and very, very few below 50. Um, so, I think... Maybe only once has anyone won with a score in the 50s or lower. Abby beat me when she scored 50-something and I scored 40-something. And that was probably the lowest scoring game in league history and the the easiest win. I would have to imagine that would be, but you never know. So that was Jen Stat Corner brought to you by Pat. Uh, All about ranges and i was definitely right that's what i had to say with that let's turn i'd make some jokes here but you just edit them out to me making fun of you <laughs> let's look at week six my friend now uh, we've got a lot of as i said a lot of teams that are not complete yet uh, a lot of, a lot of teams with eight players out of nine in their starting lineup and one team with seven out of nine uh, so it's a little early to make our predictions, but we don't have a choice. <laughs> we're going to do it anyway. We're going to irresponsibly. We're not going to come back and record this again. Yeah, I'm not doing that. So uh, let's just do it. I'm going to go top let's down. Let's shoot from the hip. Exactly. Top I'm down. i like that. It's me versus Casey. Bill Swirsky Superfans versus what's that? It's Pat. Um, probably Casey has to have a penalty because he's playing against me and uh, my name is Pat. So he should be mm. scared of me. Uh, right now. By that logic, by that logic, though, every team I played should get some sort of bonus because they their name is always in the title of my team. Yeah, and they do. Fair. My team's not that good, so yeah, that makes sense. But last week was good. So yes, uh, hopefully I have a bonus against Casey. But right now, hard to say. He has two spots missing, but he can easily fill both of them. Uh, he has a flex and a defense that are on by but he can fill that flex with anybody and he has as we mentioned two spare defenses uh so he could have a complete lineup easily whereas on my side i have a missing tight end and i even already have two tight ends but the other one is injured 
So I need to pick someone up to fill my lineup. Currently, I am the favorite with one extra spot uh, filled. 93.4 to 84.2 and a 54% win probability. But uh, that is an illusion and a mirage. Obviously, I'll pick up a tight end. I'm betting on myself. Six weeks. Count it. Blam. (laughs) Blammo. Blam. Well, look, I'm not one to tell someone what to do with their own lineup. I'm afraid Lazy Fair around that. You do you, bro. I would say, Casey, you could probably find some other players you want on your team besides a couple of really bad defenses. Uh, But you do you. Uh, Too bad Marlon Mack cannot play. Um, But you still have Pat Mahomes. You still have Aaron Jones. And a whole bunch of good players. I think because right now you're only projected to win by nine. And he still has two position players who will get him almost guaranteed points in there. I got to take Casey. I am unsurprised. Let's hear. Uh, Hold on. On your games, let's see what we've picked so far. See, so week one, you picked you. I picked against you. <laughs> I, uh, week two, I picked we both picked week. you. We both lost. Week three, we played each other. We picked ourselves. Week four. How did that one go? You uh, skipped the outcome there. We both picked on ourselves. Week four, we both picked you. And week five, uh, you picked you. I picked against you. Look, so there, I'm not just always picking against you. I don't want that to be the insinuation. But, uh... No, we're, it's pretty much even. I Sometimes I go with whoever's going to win. Well, I mean, that's the goal, certainly. Yeah. All right. Well, it is logged. Next, the ignorant sluts. First, you can't... Yeah, once, once I type this into the spreadsheet, you can't go back. No, it is typed in ink, I believe. Oh, yeah. That's how typing works. Yep. Uh, so we've got Jen and Gary. Jen currently projected to win 90.8 to 81.5. Uh, they both are missing one spot in their lineup. Jen has Dave. They're both bears. Weirdly. Uh, Jen has David Montgomery and flex and Gary has Allen Robinson at wide receiver too. So those will have to be filled. Uh, those, I would say those are kind of, you know, flex versus wide receiver. But two. Even. That's kind of a wash. Uh, so yeah. Jen is, I would say legit favored by nine points and I will go with Jen here. Oh man. I, you know what? I picked Jen, so I'm going to stick with it. But now I'm looking then and seeing that uh, Gary's got Terry Kill on the bench, so that makes a, that's a pretty big one. But it still means that Jen can play almost anyone and get a mild improvement. I'm still going with Jen, but much closer than this matchup thinks. Let me tell you, I think what you're failing to consider is that Jen has the Patriots defense versus the Giants, and so that's probably going to be like 40 points right there. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. And especially since Saquon Barkley does not look like he's going to play. There's like no one playing for the Giants this week. It's insane. Do the excuse me, do the Patriots play anyone good this entire year? Or is it just like, like a JV squad the entire time? It's pretty bad. Here's their schedule. Ready? Go. Uh, starting just moving forward. We're not going to recap the past, which was yeah, already ugly. Because they, they haven't played anyone. So really they've had no games except they're like four. And it uh, goes pretty well. Is. Giants. Week six, Man, that's good. nice. Good. Jets, week seven, that's Still nice. Not good. Cleveland, week eight, <laughs> that's nice. Week nine, Baltimore, they could be. Uh, uh, the game. That's a game. Week that's 10, bye. Unfortunately, they'll be slowed down. They, then. they will not lose. Philly. That's a game. Dallas. Could be a game, we don't know. Houston. 
game. Week 14, Kansas City. That's where it gets real. Yeah, at that point, they're already going to have, like, playoffs locked up. And then 15, 16, 17, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Miami. Ugh. Jesus. Garbage. So they, so they have, like, five hard weeks in there. Garbage. Like the entirety of their schedule, and the rest of them are just bye weeks, essentially. Yeah. So uh, any New England players you have, you're going to want to start them. I'm starting Sony Michelle this week. I'll tell you, you weren't that. already. Yeah. So anyway, Jen, your defense is good. They're going to score a lot. The Giants are broken. I think it's like, I think they're running back one, wide receiver one, and tight end one are all hurt. I I, I think they're in trouble. And Eli Manning's on the bench. Well, that probably helps them. <laughs> oh, oh, why, why did Eli hate? He's just not good anymore. Because he's bad at football? Yeah, I'm not even trying to be mean. I just think that he's genuinely not so good anymore. Anyway, moving right along. He's a big Duke supporter. Girly men versus good enough and smart enough. Uh, This one is a little bit close as well. Uh, Currently, unfortunately, uh, Annalisa is favorite, and uh, Meg has the complete lineup where Annalisa doesn't. So that's a bad sign for Meg Murphy. Uh, Well, with the exception that... Evan Ingram is likely not going to play. And so he's got zero right now. Presumably she'll pick up someone. Yes, that's true. Presumably. Yep. But she doesn't listen to this podcast, so she's not going to get this warning. Exactly. And her other tight end is Trey Burton, who has a bye week. So Yeah, she just dropped. She just dropped him. Yes. But again, hey, Meg Murphy, do what you want to do. You're not listening to this, so it doesn't really yeah, matter. Yeah, these, these pearls of wisdom are just flying into the ocean and uh, sinking to the bottom and or they're getting eaten by other fish and not Meg Murphy. That's my metaphor, and I'm sticking with it. That made no sense, and I'm dumber for having listened to it. But let's keep going. Annalisa is favored by about 7 points, 54% win probability, and I'm going to go with Annalisa here. Uh, Annalisa has Justin Jackson on her team, who is the ball carrier. So I'm going to go with her. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, That's a Northwestern reference for anyone who doesn't realize that, uh, which is... Everyone. Yeah, I certainly did not get that. No. Yeah. You really no want the, get that except for... <laughs> the third string chargers running back is definitely what you're looking for. Congratulations, Northwestern. Hey, she drops him. I'm picking him up uh, immediately. Of course you are. Yeah. He's the ball carrier. I know that makes no sense to anyone. No, I know. Even if I explained it, it wouldn't make any sense. You just have to go to like 15 Northwestern games back when he was playing and you would get it. But since you can't do that anymore, take me for my word. I will try. So, yeah, uh, Bears, so many Bears. Where There's so many Bears rostered, which is kind of weird to me. Annalisa has the Bears defense. Meg Murphy has Trey Burton. All these Bears are not playing this week. Uh, it's messing up our lineups, but oh well. Baker Mayfield, also questionable. You know, didn't do so well last week. I feel like he had, he's projected for 15.2 points. That's 17.2 points more than he got last week. <laughs> He didn't do so hot. That's honestly, that's such a kick in the pants when your quarterback scores, like when anyone scores negative. And I guess quarterbacks are the most likely, besides the defense, of course, to score negative because they can throw interceptions and get sacked. But man, you just assume they're going to put up some token amounts, even if it's small, and then to get a negative. Uh, That just sucks. And there was so much hype for the Browns this year. Yeah, well, Baker Mayfield needs to get off Twitter, but... Anywho, moving right along. Yeah. Russell Wilson's football planet. The Wait, going back. I assume you picked Annalisa? I did, yes. Good, because, I, because again, I can only tip this in once. Yep, it is permanent. 
this one. God forbid if I have a typo, because then I'm just screwed. This one, on paper, extremely lopsided. Russell Wilson's football planet, the number one team in the league, four and one, Meg Collins. And peristaltic chain reaction, Alex Um, 0 and 5, the number 10 team in the league. Uh, currently, with Meg Collins having a complete lineup, except a doubtful? No. No, no, ever complete lineup. Uh, and Alex having only eight out of nine spots filled and someone doubtful, uh, he is not disfavored by a million points, only, tw- uh, only uh, 20. So you would think it'd be way more than that when he is missing two people, but no. Uh, I guess they're giving him a fighting chance, but I'm not going Meg Collins hard. This is, this is uh, not looking good for Alex. Yeah, I mean, they don't usually project people at 100 points, and Mike Collins is projected at 99. Your projections don't usually get that high. There's very little that Alex is going to be able to do. That being said, look, I'm clearly picking Mike Collins, but that being said, would anyone be shocked if somehow this is the one stupid week that Alex gets his act together and puts together a team, and then it just goes off? Yeah, if he starts Will Fuller and he goes crazy, uh, slips that in for Sterling Shepard, so that's uh, a big increase in points there and then he has an actual kicker instead of adam vinitary on by uh that would be a lot more points and if he put in a, a replacement level kicker and will fuller that's probably 20 points right there and they'd be projected for a tie which is kind of mind-boggling to me that is mind-boggling honestly yeah alex i still don't have faith even though you changed your name sorry you can apologize to him but he's not listening exactly i can say whatever i want you know what i'm not sorry Listen to the yeah, show. Take, take that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know. You have no idea. Finally, we've got Boost Boost. Boost Boost. Speaking of teams projected to go over 100, that's Vance down by the river projected to get 101.1 versus some dumb team called Boost Team Dead by the French. Uh, this is the rivalry game and game of the week. Because, as we've mentioned, Abby tends to run roughshod over you, regardless how the rest of her season is going. Uh, you're both 3-2. and two. You both want this win. She's currently projected to win by 9 points, but she's going to win by 100. I mean, that'd be a record or something. It would Literally, beat her old it, record by would, 1. <laughs> I was going to say, it would be a record, but just barely. Yep. Uh <laughs> Uh, Boost team needs to die by something more sinister than the French. But I'm running out of references from that one skit, so I'm going to have to start making up my own references, which, oh, God, that's going to get dark. Well, you could uh, that... I mean, you could have a train-related one this time, right? Ooh. Like Derailing? Snidely Whiplash? Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's long. I can't. It's gonna, you only get so many characters. Boost team dead by pennies on tracks. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that one scene in October Sky where they take the, the train tracks off, but then they get all freaked out because the train's coming, and they try to like tell them what's up, and then it turns out that the train's going down a different path. Boost can team I, can I type? dead by faulty safety mechanism that's supposed to make you slow down when you approach O'Hare. Oh, that's, I feel like that cuts too close for you. Boost team dead by um, flying cows. Who's team dead by old Chevy pickup that stalled going over the train tracks? Boost team dead by going 88 miles per hour 
and traveling through time. Over Clarence Ravine? What's the name of Ravine? Man, I What's do not have that to pull the specific What was her name? Feature. It's a um, crap. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yes, I'm pre- I'm predicting Abby on this one because she has your number for some reason. It doesn't. There's no oh, statistic. This is cannot be justified empirically. Of course, it doesn't make sense that one team would step up their game against another team. There's no actual interaction between your teams that makes that make sense. But it happens, and I'm going with it. Abby over Nick. That's what I say. Okay, I'm calling it for next week. I want a stats corner on how badly. Abby has beat me every time that we've played. That's pretty easy. Yeah, I could do that. All right, good. So just, and then I guess if you can compare her scores in the times that she's played me to her average score for that season. Yep, I could also do that. Yeah, that seems pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I'm going myself. You're betting on yourself, yeah, Chase Rano. You have to, yeah, betting yourself. Speaking of Chase Rano, but yeah, speaking of Chase Rano, I keep seeing you reply on Twitter to his tweets every once in a while. I'm a fan. Now, now, you are you are lighting up a fire on Twitter recently. You did not ever be active on Twitter until recently, and then all of a sudden you're responding to all kinds of tweets. I'm I have things to say. <laughs> sure you do. Now all of a sudden now you got things to say. Mm-hmm. Big man gets a podcast. Now he's got now he's got to express himself. Yep. Uh, here so <laughs> Shea Serrano. <laughs> that was the best response. Got to express himself. Yep. <laughs> That is me expressing myself. Uh, Shea Serrano's book came out today. So uh, movies and other things. You should pick it up. There you go. And apparently he's friends with Anna Kendrick. Yep. I saw that as well. Of course. I... Well, I only saw it because you responded to it. Yeah. Okay. I actually don't think I follow Shea Serrano. Or maybe I do. I don't actually know. If I don't, I should. Should he not be friends with Anna Kendrick and have a chapter about the uh, simple favor in the sequel to movies and other things? It is a very valid point that I bring up. I would like to hear a podcast about uh, a simple favor. And if after we watch this, then we can record the podcast about a simple favor. We can do that. It is Cuckoo Bananas and everyone should watch it. It is crazy. Anyway, that does it for our week six preview. Obviously, match of the week, the revenge game, Boost versus Nick. We'll see what happens. Boost! Coming for you. Choo-choo! I'm sure she's very scared. <laughs> Somewhere she's shaking in her boots. Her her boots. Boots. Doesn't even make sense. Somewhere she's sitting at her desk, drinking chamomile tea, looking over her laptop. She's going through some emails, trying to think if she's going to find a new client. Maybe 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 typing up some sort of a keynote speaking arrangement for a conference she's going to, and she's going to hear me go boots boots. And just be all derailed by her game. Derailed. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, what's up? Nice. Wordplay. What you got in that? So. Oh, is it over already? It is over already. I was just starting to have fun. (laughs) I'm sorry that it took uh, 58 minutes for you to warm up to that, but... uh, Well, that's usually how long it takes when I'm hanging out with you. Wow. Hopefully, Hopefully everyone else had some fun intermittently here and there. Uh, thanks for listening, the several of you who do, and I'm looking at you who don't. Everybody have a good week, good luck, and farewell. You also can say goodbye if you want. Oh, I could, I could if I could actually. Here, things are dropping out there. Technical difficulties. The uh, 
the art of podcasting in the Midwest. But strengthen on later, guys. Woo! Bye!